0: Send it in, Jerome. That's for damn sure. Yes, yes, yes. What is up, everybody? And welcome to the Taproom Sports Podcast. I am your host, Jordan Stacks on Stacks on Stacks. let join with my man, Swerving Irving Washington, staying cool out there in Los Angeles, California. I can see with the hoodie.
1: Well, I'm staying cool now. It was 90 degrees today.
0: Damn. It's still it cool down that much out there from 90? Yeah, it was
1: 90, I think, I think Sunday or Saturday, last Sunday or Saturday it was like 97, I think that's the hottest it has been in like a week and a half, but it was only, it was 90 today, so, you know, good old SoCal weather, can't complain.
0: Bro, 90 in Vegas is like fucking prime time,
1: dude. <laughs> <laughs> Just make sure your AC is working in your car, that's all you gotta do, that's all I'm gonna worry about.
0: Gotta have AC everywhere out here, bro, it's like hundred, 112 today. Yeah, that's
1: yeah. That Vegas heat is something different. I remember one time I was out there. Oh,
0: hey, last time I was out there for summer
1: league, it was like 122. I was like, yeah, this this is bullshit.
0: Yeah, that is some bullshit. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there is a couple of days where it it does get that hot, man. It is incredible, bro. But you know, it is what it is. My daughter at dance class today, and I swear to God, dude, her dance teacher like does not believe in air conditioning, dude. And it's <laughs> <laughs> disgusting bro I'm like sitting there like sweating profusely just sitting there dude I was like oh my god dude I gotta get out of uh, here
1: no, no. Like, hey man you gotta turn this AC over especially <laughs> if you want the parents to be here dude it was nasty
0: but anyways I got through it it's all good you know might have lo- dropped a couple LBs like sitting in a sauna or something so it's all right um how you doing though
1: oh, I'm sh- doing all right can't complain ready to break down some ACC football and um mm-hmm and try to understand why uh, Max Crosby Max Crosby is better than both Joey and uh, Nick Bosa. <laughs> I, just, um,
0: I, I don't understand that, but we are here <laughs> to break down the ACC this week. This is week three of our college football preview. Um, if you're new to this, we are spending every Wednesday, we are breaking down a conference, win totals, over-unders, really digging into all the teams. The ACC is one of the bigger conferences, a lot of teams, a lot of coaching turnover in this conference as well this year. Um, so we are going to go through it. We're going to run through a few teams, and then we're going to, like, really spend a lot of time on some others um, because I do think that there is a few teams in here that are just going to be fucking bottom feeders, like there is in every conference, you know what I mean? So let's hop right in, or before we hop right into the I do have to mention we are being brought to you by Devour. Make sure to go to Devour.com or download the Devour app straight to your mobile device and use promo code taproom for $10 off your first purchase of $25 or more. That's craft beer delivered straight to your front door. You don't even have to move. Some of the best craft breweries in America are on there as well. So definitely want to tap into that. So let's get started with the ACC. So um, last year we had a new ACC champion finally, um, that was the Pittsburgh Pirates. They obviously lose their All-American, All-ACC quarterback and Kenny Pickett, who was the first quarterback taken in the NFL draft this year. Um, Clemson, you know, they were really young last year on the defensive side and offensive side, really. They were really young all the way around. They're getting older. Um, we see Mario Cristobal go to Miami, obviously. A lot of stuff happening in the ACC. So quickly before we hop into the teams, What's uh? What's a couple things you're looking for in this conference this year? Um,
1: can NC State prove that they're real contenders and not pretenders? Can DJ look like the quarterback he did his freshman year when everybody was talking about him being the top five, maybe number one overall pick? And it's a lot of coaching turnover. So you, is North Carolina? Well, they didn't lose a coach. They lost a. Uh, they hired a new defensive coordinator, yep. and they. Uh, Phil Longo still there, but they did lose a, some good talent, and they lost probably the best quarterback they ever had in school history. So let's we'll see how they bounce back without having um, Sam Howell. So, and can Mike Norvell save his job? Because it's a lot of people speculating that he's on the hot seat this year.
0: Yep, I will, honestly I wouldn't be shocked if he loses his job halfway through the year, man. Um, and we'll get into that in a little bit. But let's hop into this first team here, so. We got a couple teams that are really low on the over-under win totals in this conference. The first one is Duke. Their over-under is three, and the under three is juiced. So minus 120, you're paying on the under three. Quickly running Mm. through their schedule, Irving, they open with Temple at home, then they go to Northwestern, then they get North Carolina at t then they uh, are at Kansas, then they have Virginia at home, at Georgia Tech, then they have North Carolina at home, then they're at Miami by at Boston College, Virginia Tech at home, at Pittsburgh, then Wake Forest at home. When I look at that, you know, Temple is a team that they could definitely beat. You know, that should yeah. that, that could be a very interesting game because this is, this is, you know, two pretty bad teams. And obviously, David Cutcliffe is no longer at Duke. This is Mike Elko's first year. Mike Elko's coming. Um, he was the defensive coordinator at Texas A&M. So he should be a little bit more defensive-minded However, this is a team that's only returning five defensive starters, 11 total starters, uh, and outside of their uh, linebackers, like, they don't have a lot of depth, dude, on this defense, dude. So, I mean, this could be a very bad defense. What do you think of the Duke Blue Devils this year?
1: is going to try to build up his system. He's, you know, he just got hired there. A lot of people wonder why he took this job instead of, other jobs that was available, he's been successful as a defensive coordinator everywhere he's been, Notre Dame, Texas a So let's give him a year or two to probably try to build something up because whoever thought North Carolina could be a good football team. So I trust him. He's going to take him a little while. This year, if they could show any remnants of competing and not getting blowed out by the upper-level teams and stay within three to four touchdowns. It's a good sign because he's starting from the bottom up, and Duke has never been known to be anything good in football besides when they had David Cliff, He was pretty, de- he had him pretty decent in eight nine
0: games. Yeah, now this is a program that you know if you win seven, if you go to a bowl game, you're doing pretty yeah, good, dude. Doing good. You know, you went, you go six and seven. That's a that's a successful year. Um, yeah, I'm not really looking for. I don't think this team wins three games, dude. I just like. They are, they're a couple injuries away on defense, so like starting guys that should be redshirting, you know. like this isn't a good team. Uh quarterback play, not very good. Jordan Moore is gonna be their starting quarterback. Uh, you know, he wasn't great last year. And then they lose their best running back in school history, Mateo Durant goes to the NFL. So their biggest bright spot on offense, they lose. They don't have a ton of – they lose their top – what is that? They lose their number one wide receiver and two of their top three receivers in production. I mean, Irvin is not a good team.
1: Yeah, it's not. It's not uh, the over is three. I, I think they win two games. I think they beat Temple, and I think they play another uh,
0: another uh, week school. That is one big pile of shit. <laughs> North Carolina eighteen T might be yeah.
1: That's their that's their two wins for the year. I mean,
0: even Northwestern isn't going to be that great of a team, but they have to go to Northwestern, so that's going to be yeah. a, a tough game. But I mean, they could They're not beat Northwestern. They could start two and one. And, I mean, yeah, they got Kansas. They go at Kansas too. I mean, that's a winnable game too. Kansas ain't that bad though. I don't think Kansas improved enough to beat Duke. Yeah, and you know, Georgia Tech. They have to go to Georgia Tech. That should be like a toss-up game. Georgia Tech should be a little bit better this year, though. Yeah, Um, I think
1: they can be a little bit better than Duke.
0: I think Duke might be
1: the worst team in the conference next year. Yeah, by far.
0: far. No, I don't think there's a... Duke is by far the worst team in this conference, in my opinion. Would you agree?
1: Yeah, I agree.
0: So, let's talk about the next team, Georgia Tech. Over-under is three and a half. This is juice to the over, though. Over three and a half is minus 125. So odds makers are basically saying that they expect Georgia Tech to be, you know, like a four win team. Basically, you look at their schedule. They open with Clemson. That's an L. Uh, Then they have Western Carolina at home. That's a win. Then they have Mississippi at home. That's a loss. Um, Then they go to UCF. That's a loss at Pittsburgh. That's a loss. And they get Duke at home; they should win that game. Um, that's going to be the toilet bowl of the conference. <laughs> and then they go; then they have a bye, and then they go; uh, then they have Virginia at home, at Florida State, at Virginia Tech. Then they get Miami at home, at North Carolina, and then at Georgia. So I mean, they dude, the end of their schedule is pretty fucking brutal. Um, yeah, I think
1: the only second half win they might get is Duke. Everything else, they losing.
0: In <laughs> yeah, Virginia. Virginia should be better but Virginia Tech is going to take a step back for sure. Obviously, yeah. they they have a coaching change too, which we'll get to shortly. Um but they're definitely going to get Molly Wop by by Miami, North Carolina. They're going to lose to and then at Georgia, I mean, that's going to be a fucking bloodbath, dude.
1: Yeah, the line for that game is probably like 40. The
0: So the they play Georgia every year. It's a rivalry game. Yeah, it's a rivalry game. They have only two wins in the last 13 years against Georgia. <laughs> Damn. Like, what kind of rivalry is that? Uh, uh, and they're also 3-9 and nine against the spread in those games. So not only are they losing, they're not covering. And there's a famous saying, good teams win, great teams cover. They're not good nor great. They're nothing. They're not good. Sheesh. Um, they lose the, one of their best running backs, Gibbs. He transfers to Alabama. Alabama. Um, they Fresh do. They do add some interesting quarterbacks though through the transfer portal. They get um, Akron transfer Zach Gibson, Irvin, and they also get uh, Clemson transfer. I'm gonna butcher this fucking name, dude. Tyson Famachan.
1: Yeah, <laughs> that's fine with be I
0: don't. I would do the same day. But he, uh, you know, he backed up uh, DJ Ugalele last year. So I mean they. They do have, like, some talent on the quarterback. I just don't think they have anything around them. I mean, they lose their top three of their top four receivers. They only return eight total starters, three on defense, dude. So, I mean, this defense is going to be fucking atrocious. Yeah, because it was terrible last year. I was going to say, last year, defensively, they were 12th in the conference, dude. 12th out of 14. <laughs> so, I mean, they were bottom of the conference, and they only return. I mean, maybe it's a good thing they only return. Yeah, because they can't
1: get no worse. But I think they added some a a good number of transfers too. So
0: they do, they do. They added Bama transfer Pierce quick to the, or he's on the offensive line, defensive line. They added uh, defensive line. No defense. All three starters are gone, and they're moving back to a four man front. So they're even changing their defense. Mm -hmm. They have all new guys, dude. I mean, this is this is gonna be nasty. Yeah,
1: just do your best not to get blowed out every game. <laughs>
0: yeah, <laughs> I think this uh, might Steve. be an underplay, dude. I don't know why it's juice to the over. I mean, they, yeah. there's definitely three wins on their schedule for sure. Western Carolina, maybe Duke, maybe Duke, maybe Virginia Tech. D- that's it. Yeah, dude. That's a. I mean, that's a total underplay, dude.
1: Unless they – I don't think they upset old Miss or UCF.
0: No, no pit
1: Pitt ain't going to be that bad.
0: Nah, Pitt – dude, a lot of people are predicting Pitt is going to be good. I mean, they're returning a lot of their starters. Like, I mean, obviously, they, just they lost Kenny Pickett. But. Yeah, they
1: just lost their two best players.
0: Yeah, that's going to be tough to – that's going to be tough to recover from. We're going to get to that. Just you wait, dude. All right, let's move to the next team. We're both on the under so far on Duke. We're not high on Duke or Georgia Tech, which both have low over under totals. Under. Uh, let's move to the next team here. We got the Syracuse Orange over under five games. The under is juiced here minus one thirty. Um, these all obviously all these plays are. This is all from DraftKings. You can uh, you can shop around. There's a lot of good value if you like uh, some of the over unders. Um, but this, this we're going with DraftKings odds. So, DraftKings has them. Um, Virginia, or I'm sorry, uh, Syracuse over under five wins here. Irving, mean, what do you think about the Syracuse Orange here?
1: Uh, I know they got a real good running back. That dude's a dog. Um, Dino's fighting for his job, too, I think.
0: It's crazy because, like, I feel like Dino Babers, he, he was, like, the hottest commodity that year when when Syracuse won 10 games. Like, he could have gone – he could have had his pick of a lot of programs and he decided to stay at Syracuse and was underwhelming in 2019, underwhelming in 2020. In 2020, we, we, we tend to forget because there was a lot of COVID issues and stuff. So, I don't even put a lot of weight into that, but, man, dude. Yeah.
1: They definitely if they don't make a bowl game, I think he's getting fired this year. Yeah. And over under is five and a half or five.
0: Over under for them is five wins, so they have to they have to hit that over to yeah. to to make a bowl. Because six yeah. six wins is usually a a bowl game. Um, yeah. they do return, like you said, their running back, uh, Sean Tucker. He rushed mm-hmm. for 1,496 yards last year, 12 touchdowns, 6.1 yards per carry, and the adjuvant Prince from New Mexico State. Um, and honestly, they were a good rushing team last year because their quarterback, yeah, the, Garrett Schrader, yeah. can't throw the ball.
1: Yeah, the passing is terrible. So if they could get up, upgrade the quarterback in the least amount, I think they could may go bowling, but I don't know. I don't know if I see six wins on this schedule.
0: Well, I don't think – I don't don't think they're going to move on from Schrader. They did bring in um, Del Rio's kid from Florida, Mm -hmm. transferred from Florida. Florida, And then they also brought in uh, in Michigan transfer Dan Valari. And then they have a redshirt freshman, Justin Lamson. So they have a few options, but, I mean, it sounds like Garrett Schrader's our guy.
1: Let's hope that somebody can unseat him because I think they finished, was he? I know it was bottom half in the conference in passing. I think it was eleventh or twelfth, right?
0: Uh, in passing last year, they were dead. They were, I think, they were dead last. year. let's see offensive stats. Twelfth, twelfth, two hundred and twelve yards. Or no, no, no. Hold on. They were fourteenth, dude. One hundred and forty-one yards a game.
1: Yeah, if they could up that pass, let's see if they could get if they could get the passing to about a at least two fifty, At least the two hundreds. I can see them going bowling, but their schedule is kind of tough.
0: Well, they do bring in Robert Denae as the offensive coordinator. He comes from Virginia. He likes to throw the ball. Yeah. They open with Louisville. Um, That's a loss. Yeah, I think Louisville is going to be more improved. But the home team has won the last five meetings between Louisville and Syracuse, and they get Louisville at home, so – could be upset then they go at connecticut they should win that game um then they get purdue at home could be hopefully they could win that game hopefully they win
1: that game
0: then they get virginia at home that might be a loss that's probably a loss and then they get wagner
1: that's a w then
0: they have a bye. and then they get nc state a loss bro Listen to the last part of their schedule. NC State at Clemson, Notre Dame at Pitt, Florida State at Wake Forest at Boston College.
1: Yeah, if they don't win those last two games, yeah, good luck, Dino Babers. You might be looking for uh, employment for somewhere else. I don't because NC State, Clemson, Notre Dame, Pitt, they might be FSU, but those four games are all losses.
0: Yeah, and Boston College is good at home.
1: Yeah, so Boston College has one of the better quarterbacks in the ACC. In the country.
0: So,
1: yeah, so um, they might they would have to beat Pitt, FSU, Wake, and Boston to go bowling. They might can beat FSU, Wake Forest, maybe Boston College, but yeah, I don't see them. And the over unders five.
0: Over unders five, and this is this is where I mm-hmm. keep go- coming to too. Their their defensive line only returns one guy with starting experience, dude.
1: Yeah, they lost a lot of production on defense. I think they returning returned defense production is like in this low 60, something like
0: that. They they return eight starters, but they lose like their top three guys on defense, uh, mainly on their defensive line. And, you know, Cody Roscoe last year's first team all ACC led the team (laughs) with eight and a half sacks. I mean, that's huge. But they do return all four of their linebackers. And top three of their tacklers on defense, they returned, including Michael Jones, um, who would have gone in the NFL draft last year, but he passed up the opportunity. To returned to school, and they also returned all four of their starting defensive backfield, including third team All ACC sophomore Darian Chestnut, and also added All Ivy League cornerback Isaiah Johnson from Dartmouth. So
1: I like they I like what they got on paper, but it's just their schedule is pretty damn
0: tough. Their schedule is tough. They were third in defense last year. You know, Dino Babers, he's a defensive guy, so he's always going to have
1: his defense. going to always be good. He's got to figure out the offensive side of the ball.
0: Yeah, that's what I'm worried about because even though they bring in um, uh, an A from Virginia, I just don't trust Garrett Schrader. Like, he can't throw the ball, bro.
1: Yeah. And Wake Forest is going to have one of the better offenses in the league. So that's not a pit. That's not a. And they're going on the road. At Pittsburgh uh, is a loss.
0: They got to go to Clemson. That's a loss.
1: I got them right at five. I don't think they go over because I don't think they beat Wake Forest or Boston College, honestly. Because Wake, well, I will get to Wake in a minute, but I actually like Wake Forest.
0: Yeah, Wake, Wake Forest is uh They should be a good team. They return a lot, too. Mm hmm. All right, let's move to the next team we got. uh, Who we got here? We have, once again, these are all in alphabetical order, so I got to, like, do the math in my head as I'm going through these. We got a lot of teams at six and a half. Who do you want to start with, Virginia Tech, Louisville, or Boston College?
1: Um, I don't like Virginia Tech going
0: over, so. You want to go to Virginia? Yeah, I don't like. I don't understand why that's at six and a half,
1: dude. Yeah, I like I don't like that over at all. I think Virginia could probably go over six and a half, but not Virginia Tech.
0: Yeah, so all right, let's go. Let's start with Vautech then. Um, so Vautech, they obviously lose their head coach, which is a huge loss—a guy that's been there for forever—and they bring in a guy that's not a Virginia Tech guy, Brent Brent Pry. He's the uh, former defensive coordinator at Penn State, so. You know, obviously Penn State very defensive oriented. Like that's the kind of that's the kind of team that you're going to want. And I mean, that's what Virginia Tech's always been. They've always been a defensive team whether it was under Frank Beamer or Fuentes. Defense
1: so, and special teams.
0: Yep. So that's going to be huge um, What do you think of this team though? They return 11 starters, 12th most experienced team in the conference, four on offense, seven on defense. They bring in uh, Grant Wells from Marshall. He's gonna be the starter. Two time conference USA. Um, all conference USA. And then they also bring in Jason Brown from South Carolina. So he'll be battling them in case you know things go awry. I do think yeah, their I defense think, could be all right though. Yeah, the defense
1: is gonna be good. It's just the offense is probably gonna take some time to build it back up to even be in the ladder level where they can actually go bowling because offense has been their downfall the last couple of years and their schedule isn't, like, super-duper tough. It's just Virginia Tech is, like, in rebuild mode, so that's the reason why I don't see them going over six. I do, I see five wins. I don't see six, though.
0: Yeah. Uh They lose two of their top three receivers. They do add temp- Temple transfer, Jaden Blue. They lose three starters on the offensive line, including third-team all-ACC right tackle Tyrell Smith, and they only have 62 starts on this line as of right now. But they did bring in one of the best offensive line coaches, Irving and Joe Rudolph from Wisconsin. So I think that <laughs> they should be well coached. And then Yeah, that was, a great, that was a great hire. And then on the defensive line, they lose second team All-ACC, Jordan Williams, and starting defensive end, Amari Barno. But they do return six guys with experience, and they retain their defensive line coach, J.C. Price. So a lot of these guys are familiar with him and have a good rapport with him. And then they have four four or five-star recruits on their linebacker unit, and they return all of their starters, but they are moving to a 4-3 now, so their outside linebacker, Chamari Connor, who was uh, all ACC last year, they're moving to safety this year, which could be very interesting. And they also lose their first-team all ACC cornerback, Jermaine Waller, who got drafted. But the secondary should be okay because they do have a lot of talent there because there was already talent in the system. It's just, and, and they have a defensive coach. That's why I think, like, I do think that they're going to be better than expected, but six and a half wins is a lot. And all you need is six wins to go bowling. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. You look at their schedule, they get at Old Dominion. That's a win.
1: W. Uh,
0: Boston College at Damn. home. At home, though? They get Boston at College home. at home?
1: I think they lose to Boston College. I think Boston College takes a, a step forward this year.
0: Crazy, crazy tidbit here. This is only the third home opener for Virginia Tech versus a Power Five opponent since 1998. Damn, pretty impressive, pretty crazy. Then they get Wofford. Uh, They'll probably beat West Virginia. West Virginia, so
1: I I got that as a W.
0: At North Carolina, that's probably an L. L. At Pittsburgh. That's a tough back to back on the road, right there. North Carolina and Pittsburgh—they're definitely going to drop one of those for sure. They're dropping Pittsburgh. They could. I think they lose. I think they lose both of those, honestly. And then they then they have to get Miami at home. Hell. Um Then they get a buy, and then they have to go at NC State. <laughs> Loss. <laughs> Georgia Tech. They should be at. They should, they be, should be Liberty. Dude, they they won- should. Be-
1: they, they should the win season. that game, but Liberty has snuck up on some Power Five opponents, so
0: they have. And then they get Virginia at home. Virginia. That's a be, loss. Yeah, Virginia should be a W for them.
1: Nah, um, they, I think they lose to Virginia.
0: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I, I think they lose to Virginia. I I, yeah. I see like five or six wins here, but yeah, I, I, I do think that they're going to be better than anticipated. Not, not necessarily as per se the wins.
1: So I think they'll be more
0: competitive. Yeah, exactly. I think their defense will be pretty good. Yeah. All right, let's move over to the next team here. Let's go. Let's move over to Boston College. Six and a half wins, Irving. Um, we kind of mentioned them a little bit earlier. What do you think about Boston College?
1: Last year they went six and six, right? Six and six last year, yep. And the over this year is six?
0: The over is six and a half.
1: I'm taking the over. Over, huh? <laughs> I believe in the quarterback. I think the defense is going to get a lot better. But that was really the only problem last year and they lost a lot of close games last year. I think last year there was what 2 and 4 or 2 something like that in close in games decided by a touchdown or less. I think it was
0: 2 and 4 or Yeah, 2 and 4, but they were also 2 and 4 without Jerkovich. So he he has to stay healthy.
1: You got to stay healthy. Yeah. He's a, most mocks have him right now at the end of the first round, tops top of the second. So he's definitely a player. I like their schedule. I think they can start off four and zero. Honestly, they could beat only team they might lose to because FSU is a road game. You still got to go down there and beat them. That's a hostile crowd. I don't really like track. Well, we'll wait. Hold off on FSU, but I think they could start four and zero, three and one. They'll lose to Louisville. They're gonna lose to Clemson. I think they pull an upset of Wake Forest at home. That's going to be a shootout. They beat Connecticut. Oh, they, get they beat Wake Forest
0: at Wake Forest.
1: I know. They, I not know. That's going. they got to go on the road. So that'll be a shootout. I think they can win that. Um, and then Connecticut, they beat Duke. They lose the NC State. They lose to Notre Dame because that's back-to-back on the road. And I think they end the year with a victory at home against Syracuse.
0: Yeah, I think this team is going bowling this year. I think they I think they have an outside shot at, like, kind of competing for the ACC here, but a lot of it has to do with with healthy. Um, they do return their leading receivers, A Flowers, and two of their top four receivers from a year ago. They return their top two rushers, um, including second-team All-ACC, Patrick Garwell, who had 1,045 yards, 7 TDs, 5.1 yards per carry last year. The offensive line – they do lose four-team All-American, Alec Lidstrom, um, third-team All-American, left guard Zion Johnson, and second-team ACC right tackle Ben Petula. So, I mean, you're you're talking three very, very productive guys. That's going to be hard to replace. Um, but Christian Mahogany is back, and he could be the best offensive lineman in the ACC this year. Um, but they certainly lost a lot. That's going to be something that they have to uh, kind of sh- shore up and you know, offensive line is a tough one, Irv, because, you know, if you have a bad offensive line, it, it really ruins yeah, your offense, dude. Yeah. Um, and then their defensive line, they lost two starters, but they returned two starters. And they get Chibuze on Wuka back, uh, who was out last year with injury. So they should be a much better defensive line. Big concern from them is they gave up 206 yards per carry last year on the ground in ACC play, which they cannot do. They have to be better there. Um, And they returned three of their top five tacklers in the linebacker unit, Cam Arnold, Bryce Steele, and Josh Berry. Um, And then they lose 13 All-ACC cornerback Brandon Sebastian and three others in their secondary. But they do return three starters from last year. And they also transferred in some experience, so they do have experience in the defensive backfield. So I think their defense is going to be as good. They do have to be better, though, if they're going to win more than six games. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to I'm gonna lean under six and a half here just because I like six. But I don't love the play at all. But I do think that they're going to be six and six again. I think that's – if Djurkovic is healthy, who knows? I just think they lost a lot on that offensive line. They did, but
1: I think the coach could pull it together.
0: Better hope so. I mean, Jeff Halfley is a good coach, dude. Mm-hmm. so it'll be alright Jeff Halfley's good someone said on the stream that one of us said Pittsburgh Pirates I don't think either of us said Pittsburgh Pirates <laughs> <laughs> I don't recall saying Pittsburgh Pirates I don't recall hearing <laughs> say Pittsburgh Pirates
1: shout out to Pittsburgh Pirates though they resell signed Guinea mm-hmm. Malkin
0: that's the Penguins bro
1: I mean the Penguins my bad <laughs>
0: Wrong, wrong, wrong Pittsburgh team again man we, we alright let's move over to the next team here so you got Boston College over Eileen the Yonder on Boston College let's talk about this next team over under six and a half and that's going to be the Florida State Seminoles whose head coach Mike Norvell is likely playing for his job Irvin what do you think about the Florida State Seminoles here
1: if, if that Bla- if who's a course name, Blake Travis, whatever, what's his name?
0: Uh, Jordan Travis.
1: If he they had any other quarterback with him, I would think they would go over and they would actually, and Norvell would keep his job. I would hope one of the freshmen or somebody that they brought in could beat him out because honestly, that's their biggest weakness on offense is the quarterback position. And if you don't have a good quarterback, you ain't going nowhere.
0: This is a interesting team to me because. They return a lot of starters, dude. Eight on offense, eight on defense, 16, 16. total starters, fifth most experienced in the conference. Um, they do lose their leading rusher, to Sean Corbin, but they add depth with Oregon transfer Trey Benson, and they bring back Treshawn Ward, and they bring back Lawrence Philly. Which is uh, – so I, th- I think their running backs are going to be really good. Receivers were awful last year. But I think a lot they of that has three. to do with the quarterback play.
1: Yeah, they got three transfers and for receiver.
0: Yeah, they get Micah Pittman, who was uh, – I think he was a five-star recruit when he was coming out of high yeah. school,
1: right? Yeah, I liked him.
0: And Deuce Span from Illinois. And then Winston Wright from West Virginia, who's coming off an injury. So he, he might not even be able to go at the beginning of the year. The O-line loses three guys. The only three guys they lose on offense are from their offensive line – But they do add transfers, Caden Lyles from Wisconsin, Demetri Emanuel, and Bless Harris from Lamar. So they should be a little bit more improved because they have more experience on the offensive line now. The defensive line, Irving, this is the big question mark for me because they lose ACC Defensive Player of the Year, Jermaine Johnson, and they lose Keir Thomas. But they do have a lot of highly touted recruits on this line, dude. They have a lot of four- or five-star recruits here. So there is a chance that they can be good. It's just there's no experience that we don't know.
1: Yeah, and a defensive line coach is pretty damn good, too. So I think he can mold them into a, a decent defensive line. Now, linebackers and secondary probably going to be a concern, though.
0: Yep. Uh, but linebackers, they return all three of their linebackers, plus they add second-team all-AAC um, all transfer from UCF, Tatum, Bethune. And they return three of their four starting defensive backs, including first-team ACC, Jamie Robinson, and they add Louis, Louisville transfer, Greedy Vance. Um, And they also have uh, Sam McCall, who's a five-star recruit, who's coming in there. So this defense should be a lot better. And they were a good defense last year. They were one of the best defenses in the conference. They were fifth-ranked defense overall. They are really good against the run. They were one of the best defenses against the run. But one, once again, you, you lose a fucking first-round talent in Jermaine Johnson – it's gonna be a lot. That's gonna be hard to replace that production. Yeah, he was a
1: top. Ten. Most people had him in top ten talent, especially on their big boards. He didn't go top ten, but he was definitely a top ten talent.
0: Yep. Um, they're lucky because they open with Duquesne, so that's a win. Then they, they have win. LSU, um, and that's a honestly, it's a winnable game. You know, yeah,
1: yeah. yeah LSU isn't war, world world beaters, so and they have questions at the quarterback spot too. So yep. it all depends on whoever quarterback plays the best. I think that's who wins that game, honestly.
0: And then they get a bye, and then they go to Louisville. Uh, I, think, I think Louisville wins that game.
1: Yeah, because uh, the only reason why I'll give Louisville that game because they have a, a good quarterback in there at home. So, yep. But that defense got to get... Well, let me hold off on that, but yeah. Yeah, hold off.
0: Uh, Boston College <laughs> at home. Wake Forest at home. That's their homecoming game, too, by the way. Mm-hmm. Then they uh, go to NC State. Then they are at home against Clemson. Then they have a bye, so they get to lick their wounds after Clemson beats the shit out of them. And then they have Georgia Tech. Then they're at Miami, at Syracuse, Louisiana, and then Florida.
1: So I think they could, in the year, they over under a six, right? Six and a half. Six and Just a half. The Oak, well, right? Minus I, mean, gotta, I mean, they got to beat Florida. They got to beat Syracuse. They got to beat Louisiana, University of Louisiana. They're definitely going to beat Georgia Tech. So if they can win against Boston College or Wake Forest and maybe pull an upset against LSU, they definitely. can go over. But if not, I got them right at six wins.
0: Florida State has won the last five meetings against Boston College at home. Florida State mm-hmm. has won seven straight meetings against Wake Forest. But they've lost the last two. They won seven straight, but lost the last two. Um, and then they've won four straight against LSU. But obviously, they don't play them every year. They only played them like four times in, what is that, since 91, 31 years. So.
1: Yeah.
0: Tough and Shout out my boy Gibson. I, I, I like them at six wins. Um, yeah, I think they
1: like them at six, too.
0: Duquesne is for sure a win. I do think they beat Boston College at home. That's two wins. I think if they lose that game, I think Mike Norvell could get fired that, after that game. Yeah. Um, And then they could beat Wake Forest. That's a toss-up. So that's like one for sure win so far, <laughs> and then a few toss-ups. At NC State, they, I don't think they win that. Clemson yeah, Clemson at home, I don't think they win that one. Uh, now, they should have beat
1: Clemson last year, so I'm not going to automatically say they can't beat them this year.
0: They should have, but they lost by 10.
1: Yeah, sure, they fell apart in that fourth quarter.
0: Yep. Um, And then they get Georgia Tech at home, that's a win. Yeah. At Miami's an L. At Syracuse, they should win that game, but...
1: I'll give them that W.
0: That could be a letdown type game. And then they have Louisiana and then Florida. So should be um I see five six wins here.
1: Yeah, that's what I see too. Unless they could pull a couple of upsets. My boy Norvell might be looking for another job because three years in a row, not wait, did they go bowling that COVID year? No,
0: No, they went they went five and seven last year, three and six in twenty twenty, and six and seven in twenty nineteen.
1: What was twenty nineteen record?
0: Six and seven.
1: Yeah, if he don't make a bowl game this year, he only gets so much leeway out of school like Florida State, so I think he might be on his way out if he can't make it to a bowl game. You
0: know? Oh, no, they did go bowling that year. They played Arizona State and lost. Okay. 20 to 14.
1: Yeah, he can't not go
0: bowling three years in a row at FSU. Yeah, he's got to win a bowl here. All right, let's move over to this next team that's also at six and a half. That's going to be... The Louisville Cardinals, Irving. What you think about Louisville?
1: The only thing that's going to hold Louisville back again is they got to play better defense.
0: Yeah, that's their uh, their Achilles heel. They do return seven defensive players though, so it should be a little bit better in that regard. Mm-hmm. Um, they return their defensive line returns three starters, including second team All ACC Yasir Abdullah. And they add Arizona State transfer Jermaine Loyal, who is third-team All-Pac-12 in 2020. Um, so they do have some talent there. Linebacking, they lose three – or, I'm sorry, two starters, but they get old Miss transfer Momo Sonogo and FCS All-American and OVC P- Defensive Player of the Year, Nicario Harper. So they have experience now on the defensive line – or, I mean, in the defensive uh, front seven, Irvin. So they should be a little bit better there. They were bad last year, dude. They were awful last year. Sixth-ranked defense, um, but I, it doesn't really tell the whole story because they really yeah. couldn't stop the run.
1: It was terrible against the run. I think they gave up almost 20 yards a game against the run, right? Something like that. Some crazy number.
0: Or I'm sorry. Against the pass, they were terrible. They were 11th oh. against the pass, 257 yards. Um, against the run, they gave up 129, but they only allowed 3.8 yards at carry, so it wasn't too bad.
1: Oh, so that wasn't them. I think that was
0: another team that was terrible against the run there. Yeah, there's a – I mean – Boston college was awful against a run, um, <laughs> That's it was. but they do lose two of their top three receivers, Jordan Watkins and Tyler Harrell transferred to Alabama, but they get an all American FCS transfer in Tyler Hudson from central Arkansas and D Wiggins who transfers in from Miami. Um, they do have a new offensive coordinator, Lane Taylor. He was Christian McCaffrey's running back coach at Stanford. This is a really good running team already, obviously. So I expect them to be even better at running. They don't really have to run the ball. I mean, I'm sorry, throw the ball per se because they're so dynamic on the ground. Malik Cunningham is very—he's dynamic on the ground, dude. Yeah. Not he a just got—he just
1: have to make teams respect his arm. Yes, his will the pass, and they'll be a lot better.
0: I was about to say they—he has to be able to throw the ball a little bit mm-hmm. just to kind of relax the defense, and then they can go after him. But, I mean, they got some excellent production. Last year, he he went out 1,000 gar- yards on the ground, 1,174 yards on the ground, 20 touchdowns, Irvin. Um, and then through the air, 62%, which isn't terrible. But, I mean, he only threw for 2,941 yards, nine touchdowns, six interceptions.
1: I mean, his yards per attempt wasn't that
0: high. No, nah, and if he takes a step forward, though, this could be a very good team, dude. Yeah. I like it.
1: He kind of remind me of Khalil Tate from Arizona. He's just a way
0: better passer.
1: He has a lot more, a lot more skills when it comes to passing the ball.
0: Khalil Tate, the guy that everyone thought was gonna be like number one quarterback taken in the draft. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, they thought, no. A lot of people thought he was gonna win the Heisman because he never he went on like that crazy five, six, seven game run. But yeah, he kind of reminds me of him with the legs, but he, his arm is way better.
0: Yeah, no, he's he should be good if he if he stays healthy. I think Louisville could be a dark horse team in the ACC.
1: Yeah, because they definitely
0: going over six and a half wins. Yeah, I like them over. This is juiced uh, to – actually, juiced to the under, minus 125. They open at Syracuse, and they go at UCF. Then they get Florida State at home. Then they get USF. So, I mean, they do have a pretty tough four-game stretch yeah. there because mm-hmm. they open on the road two games. And then they go at Boston College, at Virginia, by – then they get Pittsburgh at home. That's the loss. Um, and Pittsburgh's off a bye, too, so they're both off a bye. Then they go – then they get Wake Forest, James Madison at Clemson, NC State at Kentucky. Damn, this is actually a very brutal schedule, dude. Yeah,
1: they, they definitely might lose their last three games. Yeah. Um,
0: I think they – I mean, they could beat Wake They
1: Forest. might. They can either – they can either start three and one or four and zero.
0: Yep. Um. I mean, Are going we, to Syracuse,
1: they might they might lose that UCF game.
0: Yeah, UCF's good, and they're going to be at home. Yeah.
1: So I see them starting three and one, Then they probably because they got back to back on the roads against BC and Virginia. They probably lose one of those. Win one, lose one. I'll. Nah, I can't put him over Pitt because Pitt got a lot coming back. And I think Keaton Slovis could be solid for them. I got him beating Wake Forest. I got him beating uh, James Madison. So that's sussy. One, two, three, four.
0: This is the third most experienced team, by the way, too.
1: Five, six, seven. I'll say. If they can upset Pitt, I got them at eight wins.
0: Eight wins. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Let's see. Here. I mean, they're definitely beating James Madison. That's not even.
1: Yeah, but I think the only team they might beat their last three is Kentucky.
0: I mean, Kentucky's a tough team to beat, too. Yeah, I know what they're I'm
1: saying. they not. And that's not a gimme either because they got to go on the road and. Kentucky's coming up. I think they won ten games
0: last year. Yeah, they're they're a good team, dude. They're a well coached team. Yeah, this and is I- um I think this is one of the tougher teams, dude, because I could see a scenario in which Louisville, you know, is a dark horse for ACC title game, you know what I mean? But I also see a scenario where they lose fucking eight
1: games (laughs) you know because it could we could bottom out because wake forest is gonna be a little better this year that could easily be a loss too so this is gonna be one of those where it's gonna be pretty much all good and they're going bowling or all bad and they go four and eight
0: i think this is a this is one of the tougher over unders i don't like this one i'm definitely staying away but i lean lean over lean just by
1: little. the slimest margin, lean over. Don't bet either one. Well, if you're going to bet one, bet the under,
0: but. No, nah, I would bet the over, but I, it's a slight lean, dude. Like, I have them at, like, 6.59 wins.
1: But their over is seven, right? Six and a half. Oh, I thought it was seven. Well, yeah, they should be right at six, seven wins.
0: Yeah, seven, I would definitely play the under. Six and a half. I'd play the over, but I would stay away from this one to be honest. Um, all right, let's talk about this next team. Let's we're gonna get out of the six and a halfs now. We're gonna move into the seven and a halfs because there's no team that has seven here. So <laughs> let's just go. Let's let's go North Carolina, dude. Let's start North Carolina, or actually, let's do Virginia first, then we'll go to North Carolina. So Virginia Cavaliers, Irving over under seven and a half. The uh. Under is juiced, minus 150. So, odds makers are basically telling you they they like Virginia to likely go under. Probably a lot of bets coming in on the under. What do you yeah, think about Virginia here?
1: They're going to have a good offense. They're returning a, a good amount of uh, talent. And, they only returned four
0: uh, offensive starters this year.
1: But they returned the wide receiver, the quarterback, and they have some talent at uh, some good backups at wideout.
0: Um, They lose their first-team All-ACC tight end. They do return their top three wide receivers, so they should be one of the better wide receiver groups in the league. And they're replacing their
1: whole O-line too, though, huh?
0: Yeah, they're losing a lot on their offensive line. They lose second-team All-American. The center. The center, Aluskin, Aluwatami. They lose both their guards, and they lose both. Dude, they're losing their entire offensive line, bro.
1: Yeah, this is damn. Uh the O line coach is pretty good though. So maybe he comes up with like a quick game or hopefully that O line can gel faster than what they think. Yeah.
0: Well, this is Tony Elliott, his first year as coach. He used to be at Clemson. Um I, he I, didn't look
1: too good last year.
0: So <laughs> didn't look too good last year. The quarterback is uh Brendan Armstrong. He's a junior. He should be pretty good, but again, like Anay is a spread type coach. They lose him. They're bringing in a whole new system here. I mean, yeah, they, I don't, if, I if don't you're like a new coach team though, team you're gonna lean on what ball. you. If you're if you're a new coach though, Irv, you're gonna lean on the talent you have, and they do have a good quarterback, and they do have good wide receivers, yeah. so they should be throwing slinging that rock around.
1: And Elliott is going to have his footprint all over the offense because that's what he is. He's an offensive guy. Yep. Who did they hire for defensive coordinator?
0: Their defensive coordinator is John Rudzinski, who is Air Force's Air
1: Force's, yeah. Ooh, I, that was a good
0: hire. Damn. That is a good hire. They don't have oh. – they're returning six defensive starters last year, but, uh, again, their defense wasn't – Spectacular by any stretch. They were 13th in the conference last year. So maybe with him, they're
1: definitely going to get a little better because he's a damn good defensive coach. Um,
0: they should get better.
1: Yeah, this schedule isn't like super duper hard. The back end gets a little hard, but an over under is seven and a half.
0: Their over under is seven and a half. Yeah, juice to the juice to the under. So they start off with
1: Richmond, then they play Illinois, then they play Old Dominion, then they play Syracuse, then they play Duke. They could start off four and one, maybe five and oh, but three of those games are on the road though. Yeah.
0: And Illinois is going to be better.
1: Yeah. Illinois, they might lose Illinois. I think they, sh- I don't know, Syracuse sh- should beat them at home. So let's say they start three and two. Three and-, three and two. Yeah.
0: And then they go, then they get Louisville at home. That's their homecoming game.
1: They probably lose to Louisville. They beat Georgia Tech. They lose to Miami. Lose to North Carolina. Lose to Pitt. Coastal Carolina should be a win. Virginia Tech should be a
0: win. Don't sleep on my Clearys, bro.
1: (laughs) So that puts them at what? Six wins?
0: Yeah, I got them at six wins. Five to six wins.
1: Yeah, I might have to take the under. Losing all those starters on the offensive line is never a good sign.
0: No, not at all. And I feel like when you get a new head coach, especially a guy that's like been part of a championship culture and stuff, they usually like to like rebuild and get their guys. Yeah. You know what I mean? And their offense should be good, but their offensive line is not gonna be good. And that yep. is going to be an issue, especially when they play good defensive teams like Syracuse. That's why I think Syracuse might win that game. Um, and they lost
1: the All American Center that could have held a lot of stuff. Yeah, they not. Yeah, I don't see
0: them going yeah, over. Yep, yeah. neither do I. So we're both under seven and a half there. Um, let's move over to North Carolina Irving. Their over under is seven and a half. Obviously, this is Mac Brown's fourth year back, fourteenth year at UNC. Total, um, he's ninety one and sixty three and one at UNC in his career. The seven and a half is juiced to the under minus one thirty five. Obviously, they lose Sam Howell, who you said was their best quarterback in, you know, ever entire program's history. Mm -hmm. Um, And they're starting a redshirt freshman right now in Drake May. They also have Jacoby Criswell. But right now, it's saying everywhere I see Athlon, Phil Steele, online is saying Drake uh, May is going to be the starter. Yeah, Drake May. They also lose their leading rusher from last year, Ty Chandler, he had uh, 1,092 yards and 13 TDs. But they do have some top recruits here, George Pedaway and Elijah Green, but no experience, so we don't know what exactly they're going to bring. They do return their top two receivers, including one of the best receivers in the country in Joshua Downs. That um, dude's going to be a
1: dog. Yeah, I like him.
0: Yep, and they also have Antoine Green, so their receivers should be good, especially if, I, I feel like that's good for a young quarterback group because they can rely on those older receivers, right? Um, they lose three starting offensive linemen, but they do add some guys in the transfer portal. Center Corey Gainer from Miami, first team All Ivy League Harvard transfer Spencer Rollins, so you know he's smart as fuck. And they sign one of the top offensive line recruits in Zach Rice.
1: Zach Rice, he's starting day one. You think so? Yeah, you don't recruit a guy like that and not, yeah, especially to a school like North Carolina. He's definitely he's either going to be the right tackle or the left tackle.
0: Yeah, and uh, so they do have 104 career starts on their line entering the season. They have six guys with starting experience. They also have a new offensive line coach, uh, Jack Bicknell, who has NFL experience as a coach as well. Um, so this could be uh, improved. While obviously they don't have Sam Howell, this could be an improved offense. I mean, yeah, I think the
1: offense happens. will be better, a little better than last year. They just got to figure out their defense, man. They got too much talent on defense to
0: not be better on defense. So they added a new defensive coordinator, Charlton Warren. Um, mm-hmm. he comes from Indiana and then he was a defensive back coach at Georgia Florida and Tennessee before that um Indiana was much improved I don't know I don't know what Mac Brown was doing but I mean can't get any worse dude <laughs> you know <what> I mean? <laughs> so, yeah
1: that's what I'm saying they was they didn't it was pretty they, I think there was more it was better against the pass than it was against the run
0: Yep. Well, they were terrible at tackling last year.
1: Yeah, the tackling was horrible because their penetration was pretty high. It's just they just couldn't tackle. So.
0: Yeah, they were one of the worst tackling teams. Um, they lose two-time All-ACC defensive end, Tom and Fox, but they return two starters, including first-team All-ACC, Miles Murphy, and three-team All-ACC defensive tackle, Raymond Hashik Plus, they add a five-star recruit, Irvin. I know you love this guy, Travis Shaw. And Ohio State transfer, Jacob Cowan. So they should be – they have talent there, dude. Yeah. I just don't like young guys on the defensive line or offensive line usually because I think those are two units that you have to be pretty well experienced, especially because you go from playing kids to, like, grown-ass men.
1: Well, it also depends on what what,
0: what you played against in high school too. So. Yeah, but I mean, Some Foreman d- played against a lot of big guys, and look at what he did last year. Uh, Who?
1: Corey Foreman. Oh, well, he was off a whole year, though. That was different. That's
0: true. That's a good point.
1: Uh,
0: and the over is eight? Uh, eight Uh, and a half, or seven and a half. And they uh, they return eight defensive starters, too. They lose some production in the in their defensive backfield, but they do return three starters, including third-team team, third all-ACC free safety Cameron Kelly. And they add legend Cavazos from Ohio State.
1: Right now, I see seven wins.
0: So, they'll beat Florida AM, and m They'll beat Appalachian State. They'll beat the shit out of Georgia State. I think they could beat Notre Dame, dude. They get them at home, too.
1: I not know. A lot of people saying Notre Dame might be good this year. I don't see it, but I guess. um and They're going to beat Notre Virginia D- Tech. Notre Dame did lose to Cincinnati last year, so it's not completely out of the realm they lose to North Carolina.
0: I'll, I'll, I'll give Notre Dame that win. So right now, I got right now, I got them four and one. Miami at Miami, they're gonna lose. That's four and two. They beat Duke at Duke, they'll win. That's five and two. Pittsburgh a loss, probably a loss. That's five and three. At Virginia, they should win that one. That's six and three.
1: I got them losing the uh, Wake, Wake Forest.
0: That's six and four. They should beat Georgia Tech. That's seven and four. And State, State. they get at home though. They get at home.
1: I don't know. I don't think they beat NC State though. Mm. If if your boy is the real deal, I think they beat North Carolina this year. Who Devin Leary? Yes, sir.
0: I mean, yeah. I would. I would play the under here. I, I I got like seven wins, and then maybe a couple toss-up wins, but I don't love it. Yeah,
1: I'll say seven. I'm I'm a, I'm gonna go under. I just. If they could beat Notre Dame, like you said, then they'll they'll go over.
0: Yeah, bro, I don't... I mean, I, like, try to, like, throw my biases out when I do this kind of shit. You know, I hate Notre Dame, bro. Like, I hate... Yeah,
1: but, I, like I said, I think Notre Dame wins that game.
0: But Notre Dame losing Brian Kelly and... I don't know. It's already like a tough school to recruit for. Like, I thought Brian Kelly did a phenomenal job at Notre Dame. Dude.
1: Yeah, he just couldn't do well on a national stage, and that's what everybody's going to remember, unfortunately. But,
0: yep. uh, we'll get to Notre Dame. And, dude, we should have thrown them in with the ACC because they're independent, but
1: that's true. And they play like six teams in the ACC. So,
0: yeah, we'll, we'll do them separate. We'll do, uh, We'll throw them and BYU together in a show later on down the line. What are we doing next week? Big 12?
1: Oh, uh, we doing? Big 12? Yes, there's Big 12. All right.
0: We'll throw them in with the Big 12 next week because Big 12 only has 10 teams.
1: Yeah, and the Big 12, actually, I think a couple Big, big 12 schools played at uh, BYU this year.
0: Nice. Perfect. So we'll do Notre Dame-BYU next week with Big 12. All right. So we both like the under here. Let's move on to our next team. We got, we did Virginia, North Carolina, seven and a half. So we're moving on to eight and a half. Now let's start with Wake Forest. Wake Forest. Wake Forest, eight and a half games. This is juice to the under minus 130, Irving. So odds makers. They
1: have a great offense, but their defense is not good.
0: Not good. At Um, all. So what do you like here? What do you like on the over under eight and a half?
1: Eight and a half. Let me look at this schedule. Let's,
0: so, VMI, that's a loss, dude.
1: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> VMI. Is this, who the hell is VA? Uh,
0: all right, so just some information schedule? while you go through the schedule, I'll, I'll put out some information. So, head coach Dave Clawson, this is his ninth year, he's 51 and 48 with the program. Um, in 2021, they were third in total offense in ACC and 11th in total defense, but they were 11 and 3 last year. Um, they returned 13 starters, a seventh most experienced team in ACC, seven on offense, six on defense. The biggest loss they have, though, they lose Zach Tom to the NFL. He was one of their best offensive linemen. But they do return four or five starters and will have 104 career starts on their offensive line. Um, They do return second-team All-ACC quarterback Sam Hartman. One thing I've always noticed, though, Irvin, about Dave Clawson in Wake Forest is that they always tend to start off hot and cool down at the end. Because last year... They started the season 7-0, and and then they lose to North Carolina. They beat NC State, mm-hmm. and then they lose to Clemson. I mean, they got dog-walked by Clemson last year, dude. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It, it, everyone thought Wake Forest was going to win that game, too. <laughs> um, and then they beat Boston College, and then they lose to Pitt in the ACC Championship. <laughs> so this is a team that consistently, they lose in 2020, COVID year, they lose their last two games. 2019, they lose three of their last four. I mean, this is a team that consistently tails off at the end.
1: And what's the over is eight, eight and, and a, a half. half,
0: eight and a half. So we go VMI at VMI Vanderbilt. VMI. That should be two I and zero. Liberty
1: under.
0: Yeah, Liberty, Clemson. They get Clemson at home at Florida State. Then they have Army, and remember, Army is a difficult team to prepare for because they play the um, the option. Um, and then they have a bye. Then they have Boston College at home. And then they fit dude look listen to this finishing schedule. At Louisville, at NC State, North Carolina, Syracuse, and then at Duke, they should win that game. They've won twelve yeah, straight
1: I think I'm gonna take the under.
0: Yeah, I like I like Wake Forest to take a little bit of a step back here. Um, and and I like Dave Clausen. I think he's a great head coach too. And I like Sam Hartman and I love Wake Forest, the Demon Deacons. I love their colors, I love their uniforms. You know, Chris Paul went there, so I, I got love for the Wake Forest Demon Deacons. I just don't think this defense got better at all, and they yeah, were they, they were one of the worst in the ACC last year.
1: Yeah, I think that's gonna be the only hold. The only hold back for them is gonna be defense. I got them right at eight wins,
0: and I feel like Irving at the same time too. Like all, a lot of these teams got better, and they kind of yeah. stayed the same.
1: Especially on the defensive end. This is probably the only team that had a real good offense and the defense did not get better.
0: Yep. I agree. I like the under here for Wake Forest. You too?
1: Yeah, I'll take the under.
0: Under 8.5. All right, let's move on to the next team. We got another 8.5-er here. The defending ACC champion, Pittsburgh. Not the Pirates. Not the Penguins. The Pittsburgh Panthers. Panthers,
1: Shout out Aaron Donald.
0: Shout out to Aaron Donald. What do you think about the Pittsburgh Panthers this year, Irvin?
1: And Larry Fitzgerald. Woo, they got some.
0: Larry Fitzgerald, the greatest uh, wide receiver I've ever seen play college football. Him and Mike Williams, the two greatest wide receivers I've ever seen play college football.
1: Right behind Mike Williams. Okay, uh, let's look at the Pitt Panthers. Well, oh, losing... A first round quarterback is never a good thing. That's never a good uh, thing.
0: But they do bring in Keaton Slovis, yeah, uh, who he has experience. It's... My only issue with Keaton is like he's really dropped off since he had that shoulder injury. So yeah. is that shoulder healthy? Uh, was it um, the system Grant he was Harold playing was in? Yeah. Back, it was yeah. A, like who? Who knows what it's going to be?
1: He just got to get rid of the ball and trust more than one wide receiver. He has to actually use all his weapons at his disposal. He did that amazing at an amazing level his freshman year, his sophomore and junior year. So he wasn't that bad the COVID year, but we throw that year out because that was a regular year. Yep. But last year he's like, it was Drake London or nothing. Yep. <laughs> he, he did. It was evident he didn't trust nobody else on that field but Drake London.
0: So that is one big pile of shit.
1: And his over and the over for them is is nine or eight and a half.
0: Eight and a half. Eight and a half, and it is one ten both ways. Okay, so they ways.
1: probably do start off. Damn, they could start off six and zero oh, because they start off with West Virginia. They start off with Tennessee. Western Michigan is not the Western Michigan from last year, so they just nope. definitely win that game on the road. Yep. They got URI, whoever that's the hell TV. that is. Rhode
0: Island, that's a W. That's
1: a W. Georgia Tech should be a win, and Virginia Tech.
0: Yep, and then they have a bye, and then they go at Louisville. That's going to be a tough game. Louisville also off a bye.
1: And I think they lose on the road to UNC. They beat Syracuse.
0: At I might go.
1: I think I'm going to go over.
0: Yeah, I kind of like the over here, too, dude. I, I see like 10 wins here. They got yeah. they honestly have an easy schedule, bro. They don't have yeah, to they, face Clemson. They're... They don't have to face uh, NC State. They... That's going to be yeah. the issue, though, is they're going to play in the ACC title game against either – well, they're going to play against Clemson, and we'll get to that in a second. And Clemson's going to dog walk them, bro. Uh,
1: yeah, I might go over because they Miami would be a good game. I think – they might lose to Miami on the road, but they could very well easily win that game.
0: They can, they can they win beat, that game.
1: They beaten Duke, they beaten UGA, they beaten Syracuse. So damn, they might go ten and two.
0: So this is uh, some interesting tidbits from them. Uh, ten and two, whatever you want. They they return thirteen starters, or I'm sorry, fifteen starters. Eight on offense, seven on defense. They lose Blitnikoff Award winner Jordan Addison to USC, obviously. They lose Kenny Pickett, but he is replaced by Keaton Slovis. So, obviously, not the same as Kenny Pickett, but I don't think it's going to be a tremendous drop-off. Yeah, they also not. lose their second team, all-ACC tight end, Lucas Cruel and Taylor Max, So, three of their top four receivers are gone. So, their wide receiver core is definitely going to have to step up, dude. But yeah. they return all five starters on the offensive line. That's a huge plus. And they also return all of their defensive line but one. But they do return their first-team All-ACC defensive lineman, Kalijah Kansi, and they have five guys that that combined for 26 sacks last year. So this is an experienced front line on both sides, offensive line and defensive line. They lose six guys in their linebacker unit, but they do add Notre Dame transfer Shane Shane Simon and Missouri State transfer Tyler Wiltz, who was third-team All-American FCS last year. And they only lose one defensive back. So, their defensive backfield is going to be very experienced. And they also have first-team All-ACC safety Brandon Hill back there. So, I like it. I like um, what Pat Narduzzi is doing here at Pittsburgh. I do think that this team is good. I do think that they are going to win about 10 games. I like them over because I'll take nine wins. You know what I mean? Like I got them at 10 wins. So, I'll definitely take the over under nine, eight and a half. Nice. They got an easy schedule, bro. Yeah, their schedule's
1: lines up pretty
0: easy for them. They got got the cakey schedule in the ACC. All right, let's move on. Um, Got a couple teams left here. We got North Carolina State. We're heading to the big dogs now. North Carolina State, I'm going to save the other eight-and-a-half team for last. So we're going to start North Carolina State, Irving. Over, under, eight-and-a-half wins here. This is a team that a lot of people are... Very high on that, they think can win, that can be like the dark it. horse as the ACC champ here. Yeah, they return seventeen starters, seven on offense, ten on defense. What do you think about NC State here?
1: I like them. Um, if DJ doesn't look like the DJ he was when he a freshman, I got them easily going, to, easily going over on the over and winning the, uh, and winning the whole thing, winning the winning the ACC.
0: Yeah, they may legit only lose to Clemson. Yeah, that's it. Um, But if they lose to Clemson, that likely means they don't play for the ACC title.
1: Yeah, I mean, they would have to beat them. Unless Clemson loses a game they're not supposed to. But I'd definitely like the over. I got them going undefeated unless some major injuries happen. They're not beating and
0: Clemson, dude.
1: I got them beating Clemson.
0: There's no way they beat Clemson. Zero chance they beat Clemson at home. Zero chance. All right. <clears throat> we'll talk. Once that game comes up, we're going to talk about that <laughs> October 1st. So we'll talk about that game coming up. And me and you will make a wager on that game because I'm taking Clemson.
1: Uh, uh, I'm taking NC State.
0: I, I do like NC State. They return 17 starters. I like that. They're the number one most experienced team in the conference. I like experience when it comes to college football. They return their all ACC honorable mention quarterback. Devin Leary, who had 3,433 yards, 35 touchdowns, five interceptions. Running back is a big question heading into the, into the season. Um, they con- they converted a wide receiver. <laughs> that's that's where they're at here. <laughs> so this could get very interesting. We don't know much about their running backs, their uh, backfield. They do lose one of their best wide receivers, Amika Mezzi at wide receiver, but um, they do return uh, Leary's favorite target, and that's Devin Carter. Their offensive line loses first-team All-American Akim Okonwu, who is a first-round draft pick, but they do return oh. four starters. But that's a that's a tough loss, Irvin. Yeah, number one tackle. Their, their, one,
1: one
0: their tackle. defensive line loses third-team All-ACC Daniel Joseph, but now they move uh, first-team ACC Durden to his natural defensive end position, and they have five highly touted five- or four-star recruits on this uh, defensive line here. So, Durden, C.J. Clark, Savion Jackson, Torren Wright, and Josh Harris. I mean, we're talking definitely one of the best defensive lines. I, I think yeah, there's only trouble. I think there's only one better defensive line in this conference, and that's Clemson. And that's Clemson. <laughs> um, they do have one of the t- top linebacking units in the entire country. Is they get four of their top ten tacklers back, and they get former first team All ACC Peyton Wilson back from injury, and their defensive backfield returns all four starters, including first team All ACC Tanner Angle. So, this is going to be a very experienced team. I do like the over here. However, I do think they are going to lose to Clemson, and that very well could cost them an ACC title trip.
1: Go Wolfpack. Shout out NWO for my old WCW watchers. I I got them bringing it home. No
0: way, dude. There's no fucking way they'd be Clemson, dog. You're crazy. All right, let's move to this. Uh, let's move to the second team that's over under eight and a half, the Miami Hurricanes. So, obviously, a lot of noise around Miami this offseason. They get head coach Mario Cristobal. Used to play there, first year coaching there. In 2021, they were fifth in offense, ninth in defense. Um, And, and some news came out today about Miami, actually, Irvin. I don't know if you heard this, but Mario Cristobal said that they are re- retiring the turnover chain because that is not miami culture which i think is (laughs) which i think is an absolute fucking sham dude what the fuck man what the fuck is up with that um the under eight and a half is actually juiced minus 120 so you're paying this road with the turnover chain dude mario don't like it bro mario's old-fashioned yeah
1: yeah, he is his program
0: you know how Mario is, uh, what man. It think? was probably,
1: man. He was on Miami in the eighties. they was probably stiffing cocoa the sidelines <laughs> the way he called about Mario.
0: Bro, but, he's a changed man, dude. He's a man of God now, bro. I, I feel
1: you. I feel you on that one. <laughs> is, uh, I actually I like the over.
0: Over eight and a half, really.
1: Yeah, I only, got, only got him losing three games.
0: Yeah, at Clemson, that's a loss. Pittsburgh at home, they could they probably lose.
1: And they probably lose to Texas, Texas A&M. A&M. Yeah. And they could win that game because they got the quarterback. That quarterback
0: a Yeah, no, he balled out last year. Um, So he – interesting thing, dude. He's not even a preseason All-American. First, second, third, or fourth team, dude. That, they actually got Haney over him in the fourth team. But he is, he is a projected – Jacob Haney? Topic. yeah.
1: No, they Haner is nice, but I don't know.
0: Depends on. I think. Oh, we lost Irvin. All right, I'll talk about Miami re- here real quick until we get Irvin back. So, Miami's an interesting team. They have Tyler Van Dyke, who's one of the best quarterbacks in the country, returning. Um, he's preseason all ACC quarterback and they also bring back um ACC or he was an ACC rookie of the year um they also bring back uh a lot of their a lot of their uh, starters on on the running game which should be a lot better last year they only rushed for 3.3 yards per carry but Mario Cristobal absolutely his offensive lines are always good this also off, this offensive line does lose third team all ACC right tackle Jared williams and two others, but they do return three starters, and they still have 137 career starts amongst their line. Um, their defensive line returns only one starter, and this is where things can get very interesting for them because they're bringing in a lot of transfers here. So their defensive line only returns one starter, but they added in the transfer portal, they added Mitchell Agude, was 2nd is second-team All-Pac-12 from UCLA, Akeem Mesidor, who is third-team Big 12 from West Virginia, and Jacob Lickstein, who had 10 starts at USC, and Daryl Jackson from Maryland, and Antonio Moultrie from UAB. So they have eight guys on their defensive line with starting experience. So within that unit, obviously, you can't play a defensive lineman at once. Um, their linebacking returns both their leading tackle tacklers, and their defensive backfield is much more experienced. They return all four of their starters, including sophomores James Williams and cornerback Cameron Kitchens, plus they add Georgia transfer Tyreek Stevenson. So I understand the hype around Miami here they added a lot in the transfer portal they bring in a lot of four or five star recruits. Mario Cristobal is doing his thing he's from Miami. this is his program right I however uh oh Irvin Saney had a power outage it's all good we're gonna carry it on we're gonna move we're gonna move on. I know Irvin likes what Miami is doing. I do think that eight and a half games is kind of right where I see Miami at. They do have a lot of inexperience. I do think that they could have a couple trip ups here, which is going to be unfortunate. Gotta remember, these are college kids at the end of the day. So there's always a little bit of letdown spots here. They have to go to Clemson, which is huge. They're going to lose that game at Texas A&M. That's going to be another loss. And then, I could see him dropping at Virginia Tech because that's going to be a game where Virginia Tech is going to be fired up, especially because they're talking about they want to bring back Blacksburg. They want to bring back that, that home field advantage. So I could see something going on with that one. I, I lean the under here for Miami. I don't love it. I don't love the under, but I lean the under here. Lean the under for the Miami Hurricanes. Which brings us to one last team. So Irving's power outage went at the right time. And this is the Clemson Tigers. So you heard me and Irving going back and forth about Clemson NC State before he had his power outage. I really like Clemson this year. Um, The more I studied this conference, the more we got that wrong. There we go. The more I studied this conference, the more I kept going back and saying, damn, Clemson may be over or undervalued here, even at 10 and a half wins. And obviously, you're paying some, you might be paying some juice on here. So, over under is over 10 and a half wins is plus 110, under minus 130, because going over 10 and a half wins is difficult. Over 10 and a half wins is saying, you know, you're really only losing one, two games max, depending on how it plays out, because they have to play the ACC championship. But if you look at their schedule, They play Georgia Tech in Atlanta, then they have Furman, Louisiana Tech, at Wake Forest, NC State, at Boston College, at Florida State, Syracuse, at Notre Dame, Louisville, Miami, South Carolina. They very well may sweep the ACC. The toughest game may be at Notre Dame. And let's remember, they almost beat Notre Dame at Notre Dame when DJ Ugoleley was a true freshman playing quarterback when Trevor Lawrence was out with COVID. So this is something that he's not he's not opposed to. If DJ Uguleley gets back to that guy that we saw his freshman year, this is absolutely a college football playoff team. This is a team that will go to the college football playoff. This defensive line, and this is this is where I love Clemson, is is on their defensive line. They only allowed 96 rush yards per game last year but they only have 42 sacks, which is the lowest in their last eight years. All four all four starting defensive linemen returns, Xavier Thomas, Ruke Ohorohor, Ohorohoro, Tyler Davis, Mules Murphy, and they also add one of the top-ranked defensive linemen from 2020 and Brian Brees. This is one of the deep, deepest defensive lines in the country. This is a top three or four defensive line. They do lose two of their three linebackers, but Trenton Simpson, Jeremiah Trotter, and Barrett Carter are all top recruits that saw time last year. We're talking four or five-star recruits that are now sophomores or juniors or retro sophomores. Secondary is going to be the biggest question mark as they lose first-team All-ACC Andrew Booth, Mario Goodrich, and Nolan Turner. So the biggest question mark is going to be defensive backfield. They only returned six defensive starters, but their offense is going to be much improved because last year their offense was very... Inexperience. They didn't have a ton of wide receivers. Justin Ross was hurt. You know, DJ Ugulele, he struggled, but their offensive line wasn't that good. And last year, they or this year, they lose three of their starting offensive linemen, but that may be a good thing because they have four or five-star recruits that are now older, more experienced that are coming in, that are ready to play. I like Clemson over 10. And, um, I don't know if I love the over 10 and a half. If I were to play this, it would be over 10 and a half. But I absolutely love Clemson to win the ACC this year. I understand the love affair with, with NC State. That's a good program. That is a great program over there that they're building. But Clemson is still the dog here. Dabo does have to replace. Uh, obviously, he loses his offensive and defensive coordinators. So he is going to have to be a little bit better there. Um, but both guys he promoted have been within that program for a few years. So it's it's going to be a smooth transition. I I like Clemson. I really do. Clemson is is the team to beat in the ACC, in my opinion. Let's go, y'all! So that's the show. I'm going to give you all the best bet for tomorrow, though, before I get out of here. So our best bet for tomorrow is under eight and a half runs in the Giants and Dodgers game. Reason why I like this is because Rodon is pitching, and Michael White or Mitch White is pitching for the Dodgers. However, he's only going to go three or four innings, and then he's going to turn over the bullpen. The Dodgers have the best bullpen in baseball. I absolutely expect not many runs in this game because the Dodgers and Giants tend to play very low-scoring games. So, give me the under eight and a half Dodgers and Giants. I also like the under seven in the marlins and rangers john Gray versus pablo lopez pablo lopez one of the finest pitchers he should have been an all-star um and the marlins cannot fucking hit they're coming off a series before the all-star break three games against philadelphia in which they only managed to score one run they've only scored over one run twice in their last five games give me under seven marlins rangers and give me under eight and a half giants and dodgers we're going all unders baby let's go so with that being said thank y'all for joining us it sucks irving had a power outage he had to dip out a little early obviously because he couldn't stay on but it's okay i held it down for the last game next week we'll be uh next week we'll be doing the Next week we'll be sorry, next week we will be doing uh, Big 12. We're also gonna throw Notre Dame and BYU in there as their independent programs. So you're definitely gonna want to tune into that. That'll be Wednesday, July 27th, 9.15 p.m. We'll be going live. We'll be off for the next few days. However, Ben and I will be back on Sunday. We'll be recapping uh, some Major League Baseball. The second half of the year getting started. For Swerving Irving, Washington, I'm Jordan Stacks on Stacks on Stacks Lacks. Make sure to go to to devour.com or download the Devour app straight to your mobile device. And use promo code TAPROOM for $10 off your first purchase of $25 or more. That's craft beer delivered straight to your front door. You don't even have to leave your couch. Have a great weekend, y'all. Let's go. Let's win this money, baby.